millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome everybody to this week's episode, part two if Harry's a Gryffindor, I want to be a Hufflepuff. I want to be the other one. I don't know what they're all called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. Someone I was never like a Harry Potter boy, if no, I'm honest. Nor was I. I, so, I was ahead of that generation, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. When it got to the point of uh, everyone telling me it was so good that I need to watch Harry Potter. I was, well, I don't know, 20 odd years old or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I think I'm too late now. I'm not yeah. too sure. <laughs> when, the, when the third one came out, I was working as a residential childcare worker and I had to take one of the kids to see the movie. Uh, the, th the third was it The Prisoner of As. as <laughs> don't as ask something. me, mate. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. I've actually got a vendetta against uh, Harry Potter because uh, I've seen this before somewhere. So I'm not alone on this, but it's basically a ripoff of Star Wars. Kind of. Yeah. So I mean, most stories are in a way. So it's all right. <laughs> if you're into this, Harry Potter, this is not a Harry Potter podcast. I <laughs> no, don't even know why we've entertained it for so long as we have. No. We, uh, we are part two of yep. the 9/11 indeed conspiracy theory. Yeah. And today we're going to go through and bullet point all of these conspiracies, mm -hmm. or at least the main ones, the ones that aren't complete. Tosh. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to try and debunk them, if we can. <laughs> yeah, some of the ones we said last week, we kind of debunked on the spot. We kind of did, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we don't really need to go over those again no. so much, do we? But... Um, but I also can't remember which ones we've already said and debunked. So I think as, as we go through, if we if it's fresh in our Ho minds... Hopefully, we'll... yeah, it will freshen up our memories. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the first one was the high-level officials with advanced knowledge... Mm -hmm. The uh, Bush administration and U.S. Air Force had no knowledge. Foreign agencies were not specific enough to have warranted uh, preventative action. Right. Uh, FBI Director Robert Mueller, Mueller said there's no way to indicate this type of operation was going to happen. Uh, they deny any involvement or knowledge. And also, it's going to keep coming up, but the CIA and the FBI were not working together at the time. No. So, they were kind of arch enemies, weren't they? They both wanted to be the top dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, there was those shows, wasn't there, like Law and Order and things where, like, the the police would be there and then the FBI would turn up and be like, oh, beat it, kid, we're in charge yeah, now. Yeah, and then yeah. the CIA would turn up and be like, beat it, kid, we're in charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just taking over from each other. I think it was a bit like that back in uh, 2001. Yeah, probably um, was, yeah. But as for high-level officials and advanced knowledge, that's all we can say to debunk it is... The official they, statement is they had no knowledge of it prior. Yep, yeah. It okay. was complete random terrorist attack. Fair enough. The investors and in finance. Oh, no, this Ooh. one is interesting. Yeah, we, we touched on it. Um, so I will just throw out some numbers there. We, we talked about uh, briefly 
about the record number of kind of insurance sales yeah, and yeah. put options and things like that. Uh, I just want to touch on that and say that thousands of shares were also bought for both the airlines involved in the terrorist attack. So right. if only for American Airlines and United Airlines. So shares and one of, uh, I think one of them, I think it was uh, American Airlines, 115,000 shares were bought Ooh, the, week, the week of the the attack or just before the attack. Um, also, a couple of other numbers here. But then, mm. well, I, I know we put this down to like insider trading last week, didn't we? But why mm -hmm. would you buy shares, particularly hundreds of thousands of shares in an airline mm. company if you had insider knowledge about this and you knew that the, those planes were going to crash? I mean, surely that would make you, you, the, you, your shares be worth less, wouldn't it? Not thought. too sure. I'm not sure how finance and trading and everything works. My brother would know. Or was it a short sell? They, they, someone knew that the stock was stocks were going to go down, so they sold hundreds of thousands. That could possibly. Be. Uh, that would make more sense to that me. That would make more sense to me. Um, but again, the, the traders and everything, have their names have never been public. No one knows. No. Um, there's a couple of other things here. So... The obviously the record number of insurance put options and contracts were sold, and that was four thousand seven hundred forty-four uh, insurance. Uh, what's the bonds? Yeah, it's, it's put options. I looked up what a put option is, and it, it's almost like um, kind of changing certain things to do with insurance policies. So, like, right. oh, uh, I want to change this on my insurance. Uh, so if if a plane crashes into a building, I, I get paid for it. Okay. It's like put yeah, options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So four thousand seven hundred forty-four were were yeah. sold or changed for United Airlines, and four thousand five hundred sixteen for American Airlines. No other airline had any insurance sales or any trading anything. sales or anything. Just those two airlines. And that so, happened one. Did you say like the day before or something? Yes. One. Uh, yeah. The September. It started on September seventh. And the most of the deals were finished by September 10th, so the oh, day yeah. before. So yeah, there was right. three, four days of all these insider tradings and money and, and all sorts. Um, so that's freaky, and that's something that I, I can't that debunk. It's conspicuous, isn't it? Yeah, and the, again, the 9-11 the Commission report and everything and the, the people involved, the higher-ups, again, just say it's coincidence. Coincidence. There's a lot so, of coincidences, though, aren't there? I mean, you, yeah. You've got to admit yeah, and that's that's the thing is uh, what, what I, said, I said to you after we finished recording last week is everyone's got a different number in their mind. Like maybe after the third coincidence, you might turn around and say, well, something's a bit that's fishy. A bit fishy. Yeah. For me, it could be five. But when there's like eight, nine, ten coincidences yeah. in a row, I'm not saying the conspiracy theorists are right and I'm not saying they're wrong. But I'm just saying that there's something there that's weird. It doesn't yeah. add up. And how many coincidences can you take before you go... Right, there is definitely something fishy about this. There yeah. is some sort of behind the scenes, I mean, particularly with like insurance fraud kind of thing. I mean, oh, what's those um, what's that effect when uh, there's like a chain reaction when somebody like starts a ball rolling here and it drops onto a little alley and it rolls down the alley and then tips a domino and then there's a domino run and you know one chain mm. of events leads to another. Yeah. The insurance thing isn't, isn't even part of that. No, <laughs> it's a completely separate entity. It's like, like you say, a complete coincidence that the two airlines that yeah. it happened to just happened to up update their insurance policy <laughs> yeah. like a few days before. I mean, it's it's weird. It's not even a knock-on effect, is it? You know? Yeah, and there are a few things that will pop up that is just weird, and there's no explanation for it. Fair enough. Um, so uh, that's maybe two now that we can't really <laughs> debunk. We just have to kind of take well, the yeah. commission report's word for it. So we, we touched on Building 7, the collapsing. Uh, again, 47 floors, 610 feet tall. Yeah. Uh, this was actually, well, do you want to, do you know anything about how Building 7 collapsed? Because you remember you said about the the The, the, the reporter, that's all I know about it, really, to be honest. I, remember, I know that there was a reporter reported uh, that it had collapsed probably about 30 minutes before the actual collapse happened. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is what made people up in arms and, oh, it's got to be, you know, insider knowledge because obviously, you know, she shouldn't be reporting that. Mm -hmm. And there's truth behind that. So okay. I'm going to debunk this one. It was actually damaged by the debris 
due to the fall of the North Tower, which then created a, a chain reaction of multiple fires in Building 7, uh, which continued to burn. Obviously, heat, heat rises. And there was internal fire, and the water system didn't have enough pressure to put it out. So oh, the fire sprinklers? Yeah, the sprinklers and the whole water system inside Building 7 was faulty, if you like. Probably because it would have been on the same water supply as the two twin towers, the two towers, yeah. twin towers, two towers, yeah. the, the, the towers, and they would have been splurting out water everywhere from burst pipes, and yeah. that would have dropped the pressure across the entire block. That would make sense, yeah. yeah. And um, so the internal column collapse triggered progressive collapse, yeah. if that makes sense. And uh, the reason that the reporter managed to report it before it collapsed was because the firefighters were approaching and obviously could see what was going on. Yeah, you could They're see experts the in fire, saw the damage, could see what was happening. And, and they evacuate, knew get everyone out because that gonna, building's going to go down. It's going to collapse. So the news people around the area obviously picked up on this and then reported it before it actually collapsed. Right, but yeah. Before think, they actually had an official press release, probably. Yeah, I think they just said it, and it was like, oh, building seven, we've just been told Building 7's collapsed, and it, it hadn't, it, it hadn't, was going it to. Was, yeah, they knew it was going to, yeah. So that's that's kind of explained. That's yeah. all right, we'll debunk that one. <laughs> Controlled demolitions. Right, yeah. Now, not one person was seen carrying or placing the alleged bombs or explosives into the basement or ground level of the towers. And, I mean, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I think you would need a hell of a lot of explosives to... You'd, you'd need to put them on multiple floors, not just mm. the basement. Yeah. I mean, e even today, bringing down high-rise buildings, they'll go through and they, you know, rip out all the wooden woodwork and doors and, you know, anything that's valuable, and then charge as a place strategically up the entire building mm -hmm. to make it collapse in on itself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it would have to be on multiple floors, not just the basement. Yeah, yeah, you are right, <laughs> to have any effect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just seems ridiculous to even explain that, really, but there was just no no one walking in and out with huge bombs and explosives. No. And here's a little nugget of information for you. The basement was actually bomb-proof. <laughs> So that doesn't surprise me. They yeah. built it to be bomb-proof, and yeah. they even tested out smaller bombs in there, and there was minimal damage because they had made it bomb-proof. Yeah, fair enough. So another one debunked. Yeah, tick <laughs> off tick. the list. Don't worry. I know we're flying through these, but we have a few pages. We still have yeah, a few yeah, notes yeah, we've and still things. Got a so. while. Pentagon missile. The, oh, the... The, the oh, this yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm pretty sure we debunked this one last week. There's no way that um, an actual full-sized missile was let off inside the Pentagon. Yeah. Okay. One could have been fired at the Pentagon, but again, still, I remember seeing images of a plane crash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a plane it, looks different to a missile. Yeah. And the obvious reason as well is a missile would have caused more damage than a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pentagon is layers of concrete and steel, which is heavily armed. Um, one wing also hit the ground before colliding, which reduced the impact. That's why, yeah, I think I said last week it wasn't a direct impact, yeah. was it? it was, the plane kind of rolled into the building, didn't it? Mm -hmm. um, the only weird thing I will say is about this, so I... Don't, don't take it as me sticking up for the conspiracy theories. <laughs> I just have to make both sides of the argument. And the only little weird bit of information I could find about that was that in the late 80s, there was a program that was signed off on to reinforce and um, what's the word? Not rejuvenate. The like yeah, I don't know. Complete, <laughs> complete your sentence and I'll get the word for you. Basically like um, uh, upgrade the, the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. And um, they managed to get most of it complete, apart from the one section. And that happens to be the section that the plane crashed. In. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that is a little bit odd. But maybe that there was a vulnerability there and the terrorists were trying to exploit that vulnerability. That's, that's, that's my take on that. Yeah. But either way, there was definitely no missiles. <laughs> so no. We can debunk that one. 
And uh, I might as well just actually open that up all the way. So this is the one I was excited to explain. The jet fuel can't melt steel. Yes, right, let's get into this one. Go on, t let, let me hear your take on it. So my take on it from the research I found and the conversation and the research I did with my father-in-law, there is something called a thermit reaction, thermite thermit reaction, which is aluminium, iron oxide, and water. And a thermit reaction can reach up to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, I want to uh, say. Probably Fahrenheit, yeah. Fahrenheit. And steel can bend and start to melt at 13,000 Celsius or 2,500 Fahrenheit. Yeah. And also the, the fuel is found in the wings of the plane, which mm -hmm. I actually didn't know until he told me that the fuel is in the wings for, for most planes, most um, plane, passenger yeah, planes. It's closest to the jet. Yeah. So kerosene, which is the fancy word for jet fuel, yeah, kerosene, um, yeah. burns at 1,500 Fahrenheit or 815 Celsius. So the theory is, well, I say the theory, they've kind of proved it at this point, is when the plane went into the building, you've got fuel on the wings, mm -hmm. it spread out and with the thermit reaction went down the sides of the, the building, creating a thermit reaction, which then caused the steel to melt and bend and break. Right. Can I give my take on this? Yep, go for it. Okay. Uh, I uh, went to carpentry college when I left school. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we were taught, this is um, 1999, 2000, 2001 mm -hmm. sort of time, around about the same time, just uh, just earlier than this. Um, and one of the things that we were taught in uh, carpentry college was if you're uh, working in a, 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 like a steel-framed building, mm -hmm. all that steel has to be boxed in with like plasterboard or, or you know, uh, plywood or whatever it is. Yeah. Now, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s maybe, they didn't have the fire regulations that we had when they were putting up all these buildings. And they neglected to pack around the steel I-beams with fiberglass when they were boxing them in. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yep. I have a feeling that the World Trade Center would have been put up in those times where they didn't have those kind of um, fire regulations. So all that steel framework would have been open, would have like had literally like tubes of air going, mm. you, know, you know, where 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 it's boxed in, there would have been air. Well, this is precisely why we pack it with fiberglass now, is to stop fire from spreading up the length yeah, of those yeah. steel beams, because when you think about it, you've got like a, a, almost like a, an air vent network going around the entire building, around where where those steel beams are boxed in, mm -hmm. and a fire gets in there, it it just rages. There's there's nowhere yeah. for it to go, and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. No matter what your burning burning uh, point of jet fuel is, it doesn't matter. It's just going to be exacerbated, yeah, yeah. very exaggerated by that boxing in, um, and when steel obviously hits that uh, 1,370 Celsius, or probably even before then, to be fair, uh, it, it literally uh, just becomes pliable and a straight, sturdy I-beam will turn into spaghetti. So mm. that is literally what was happening over the entire building. Yeah, that yeah. fire was spreading through that network uh, uh, of the, the boxing in around the, the, the steel framework and it was just literally turning that entire steel frame into spaghetti. It doesn't matter what point of the building that started mm. happening at first. It's just going to be a chain reaction. Yeah. You know? And a lot of people say that the way the buildings fell was like uh, it doesn't fit with the bending and melting of steel. But we've kind of already debunked the the, I, the other one, and yeah, I so, don't know. See, again, I mentioned the previous podcast that these days um, skyscrapers are built. Basically, they build the elevators first, mm -hmm. and then everything else is built with the elevators being the supporting structure. Mm. So, if the fire or, or you know the damage gets to the elevator shaft first, and that elevator shaft starts collapsing, everything's just going to collapse down with it. Yeah, yeah. So it would look like a demolition, mm. even though it's not. 
Yeah, yeah. It would, yeah, it would sort of look like the building was imploding, if you know what I mean. Yes, yeah, Which yeah. I believe is, is exactly what they saw. Yeah. This is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Just yeah. all these theories and stuff. So there you go. Debunk. Jet fuel can <laughs> yeah. melt steel. Jet fuel can melt steel. Um, no rad. The stand down theory. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? So first action by hijackers was to turn off or disable each of the four aircrafts on board transporters. On, on board transporters. Transponders, yeah. Transponders, that's the one. Um, without this on the planes, uh, tail numbers, altitude and speed couldn't be identified. So the planes would have just been blips among 4,500 other blips on the radar on the screens. Okay, yeah. I get that, um, but also I, oh, this is a weird one again. So you're right. After this happened, mm. I remember on British television they did like a, a sort of a game show type thing, right? Where they gave contestants, they'd have a team of contestants, like four or five people, that were sort of um, simulated running the country. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the simulations was a rogue aeroplane. It was approaching from, I think it was like from the, like just off the coast of Spain, went up the English Channel, turned into England, and turned up, and flew up the the Thames. Mm-hmm. And this group of people in the simulation obviously were challenged with what did they do? Do they shoot the plane down? Do they allow it to land? There was no communication being uh, forward or backwards from the plane. The plane wouldn't identify itself. And they left it too long, and that plane crashed into the House of Parliament. Simulation, obviously. Yes, yeah, yeah. They lost the game. Okay. But this was like a direct example of how these mistakes can be made mm-hmm. after the 9-11 thing. It was, it was making an example of that, of how these mistakes are made. Yeah. Not necessarily that they would have been just blips among others, but they should have picked out that those planes were in the wrong place. Yes. And there should have been efforts made to, uh, you know, uh, according to that TV program, th- those people on that on that board on the, in that simulation should have fired on that plane regardless mm-hmm. as, it, uh, as, it, as it turned out into the Thames. The same goes for this. Those planes should have been fired on as soon as they were found to be outside of their flight path or if there was no recorded flight path for them. Mm-hmm. So it was... Neglection, really, by the air flight control. I see what you're saying, but at the same time, you've also got to think about the sheer number of planes that are going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I the, get that. Yeah, it's all. It's also to do with like, there's a few hundred people on that plane. You don't know if they they are trying to take it down from within to yeah, save yeah, lives. Yeah. So there's so much. And that the goes other thing is, that. as we said in the first episode, this was the first case that we ever had of this ever actually successfully happening of the ter- yeah. for the terrorists you know yeah because the the last passenger plane hijacking uh, was 1979 yeah but it wasn't successful it wasn't successful yeah. no so we learn from our mistakes mm. when yeah, mistakes yeah. haven't been made before it allows these mistakes to happen in the future you know mm-hmm. so that that is my explanation for that so i mean it's not really a debunking but no i also read that uh, the spokesperson for norad said that they didn't hear about or know about the Twin Towers until th- I think it was three minutes before the the second one hit. Oh, and really? It, and it was too late to do anything about it. So, something along those lines is what I read. I'm paraphrasing Yeah, uh, three, three minutes before the second one hit, they wouldn't have been able to scramble fighter jets yeah. there in time to shoot it down. That was the other thing. The, jet, the fighter jets, to sort out the situation... Yeah. Uh, it there wasn't many on call or responding, and I think the first one turned up. I think it, I'm sure I read 19 minutes after the second tower had been hit. Yeah, when quite the fighter jets turned yeah. up, or because like, well, you you said in the first episode that the fighter jets were told to stand down. Yeah, and, and I, I think I stress that it's more likely that they were never notified, ne- never notified to scramble in the first place. Yes, and yeah. if it takes nearly twenty minutes to get there, yeah, I mean it's just never going to happen, is it? That is what Norad said basically. Yeah. <laughs> like we just didn't know that it was happening. There was Fair no right. way of predicting it. Um, another one was plane parts found miles away. 
So that was one of right. the theories uh, people were saying that when you know the the plane I said in flight ninety three where mm-hmm. it, they they saved the plane and it went into a yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, there was some theory that the plane would have been shot down by another government plane or something like that, and it was all an inside job because there was parts miles away from the plane. I'm not too sure. Plane hitting the ground at 500 miles an hour is going to break into pieces and eject some of them pieces <laughs> a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, logically, you would think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was... Papers and passports found up to eight miles away from the crash scene. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's, it's it was also reported that there was high winds on that day as well. Yeah, so yeah. winds can easily take papers and things yeah. miles and miles. Um, but it's also false because the part of the engine, the furthest part of like, anything that was substantial, so big, heavy metal, yeah. uh, the engine... It was found 300 yards away. That was the furthest bit of serious debris. Everything okay. else that was found miles was, like, like I said, papers and small bits of material, Stuff that fabric. on the wind anyway. Like yeah, that. yeah. So that is debunked. Like People can't say that they oh, they found the engine seven miles. They didn't. Yeah, the it black was, box was in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was 300 yards. Yeah, that was okay. the furthest away. So debunk that one. Uh, this one, very briefly, because I'm not going to take too much time on this one. The photo I mentioned about the, the small little kind of mushroom, mushroom cloud from, uh, uh, from a dish. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Showed me that after last night. Personally, I don't think it actually looks like an actual... I wouldn't call it a mushroom cloud. Not what we know as I can a see why cloud. people call it that. Mm. Um... But, yeah, it just looked like the aftermath of an explosion to me. So Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has a small kind of shape to the, the mushroom cloud, but it's not what we would consider a nuclear mushroom cloud. It do- doesn't have that classic rolling cloud, you know, where it no. comes over the top and underneath with, it, like, the mushroom stalk underneath, uh, yeah. you know, rising up into it. It was just like a little ball of smoke. Yeah, 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 that's fair. <laughs> um, but the, the fake photo, that, that photo that was taken by Valencia McClatchy... Looked genuine enough to me. It was studied by four separate photography experts and they all concluded the picture is 100% real after several tests on the photo. So all those people that gave her death threats and said the photo was fake, four different agencies all confirmed it is genuine. It is real. Fair enough. But I again, I, I just want to stress... Not a mushroom cloud. <laughs> you could light a fire and take a photo of it from half a mile away and it would look like that. Yeah, but, I mean, it was a... From a distance, weren't it, the picture? Yeah, yeah. It was a fair distance away. Yeah, it was away. a fair distance. There's like a red barn and stuff in the, yeah, in the yeah. picture. Um, the hijackers, they were all named by the CIA, uh, but, again, they did not share the info with the FBI or U.S. Immigration. So 16 out of the 19 shouldn't have even been let into the United States. But because the CIA and the FBI weren't working together, they mm-hmm. didn't tell U.S. immigration. Therefore, they managed to get through. In fairness, it's only since 9-11 that well, all over the world, really, the airport security stepped up. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Even in England, you never saw armed police in an airport before 9-11 happened. No, very true. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't that the incident where we all started having to take our shoes off? And yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. You weren't allowed. Like, I remember um, going on a plane to Germany just a, a few years later 
and there were armed police walking around MP5s in the airport. Mm -hmm. When we went through security, uh, my girlfriend at the time uh, was told to try uh, a bottle of baby juice that was there for our son. Mm -hmm. And she had to prove that it wasn't a a detonatable liquid by drinking some of it going through security. Just that's... because we just because we'd prepared him a bottle of blackcurrant juice, you know. That's nuts. That's far. Oh, oh, yeah, no, but that that's how it went. That's how it went. The security really did tighten up for like a number of years. I mean, it's, it's probably slacker now than what it was just yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah, I imagine they have proper stepped it up. Um, I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been to America for a while. I've never been to America, but even just around Europe, they they tightened security mm. ridiculously tight. Yeah, well, I, um, I won't go too much into it, but I told you the story of where a friend whose name won't be mentioned thought it'd be a good idea to take a BB gun through the Spanish airport. Yeah. We almost got <laughs> shot idea. on the spot. <laughs> so, um, so this is just a little tip of information when it comes to the hijackers. So the BBC messed up a little bit here. They released the names of the hijackers be- before the CIA did. And some of the people that they had on this list, they turned out to be alive. Oh, so right. this caused the, th- the theorists, or the theorists to say, well... The, the hijacking wasn't real, must have been an inside job because these people would have died in the in, in the yeah, yeah, and they're alive. Been on the plane when it crashed. Well, it turns out, my friend, that the BBC messed up and they had people with similar or the same names because, uh, yes, of course, because of like the uh, Islamic belief, that, yeah, because the, these would have been men, mm-hmm. and yep. all men born in the Islamic faith take uh, the same seven names, don't they? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, they've all got very similar surnames, I would imagine, as well. Yeah, a lot of Muhammads and Al's and Khan, Ali's yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, that that was one of the theories, but that was due to a mistake by the BBC. They've since rectified it, and the CIA gave the list of the actual hijackers, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then people realised that, no, that is legit. So, <laughs> Israel and other countries having knowledge. This was a theory. So... Uh, certain suspects in the September 11th attacks may have managed to stay ahead by using information from Andoz Limited, an Israeli-based private communications company, and Converse Infoys, which these companies provide electronic eavesdropping technology for the U.S. government. Oh, all right, okay. Um, they also deny all allegations of being involved. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is other countries knew about terrorism, but not to this extent. So there's just basically people just saying that there was other countries that knew. And an- another little example of this is on the, the day of, of 9-11, there was five Israelis filming the, the whole thing from a white van. Uh, it was called Urban Moving which is an Israel company. Right. And s- several people said that they were smiling and almost cheering in a way, celebrating what was happening in front of them and recording the whole thing. All oh, right. These five men were investigated heavily. I- I'm pretty sure they were all Imagine in jail so, yeah. for a yeah. long time. All got investigated. And turns out that they did nothing wrong whatsoever and they were just five Israeli men working for a company that just happened to be there filming it. Right. So, okay. again, a little bit of weirdness there. Co- coincidence, again, like you say. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much, when it comes to other countries, they just deny that there was they no information. Deny all knowledge, yeah, fair enough. Uh, black boxes. Yeah. <laughs> right, so... This one is an interesting one for me, because they're designed to be the one thing that is always recoverable from a plane. Yeah. If it crashes. Yeah. Um, and they're found near the tail of the plane. Uh... I think planes have normally got two black boxes, don't they? Yes, one's, one's in the backup, cockpit. One's the cockpit and one's in the tail, isn't it? Yeah. yeah in, the, case, in case one goes down, they've got a backup. Always. Yeah, so yeah. The, ma- the main one is in the tail of the plane because, uh, in theory, if there is a crash or, or whatever happens... It's going to hit nose first, yeah. Yeah. So none of the four black boxes on the two planes were recovered in the building's rubble. Just the ones that hit the Twin Towers. Yeah. Um, obviously, two per plane. None of them that were, were recovered. Completely lost. Um, so that's a bit of weirdness. That is I can't, very strange. can't say anything more about that. 
Um, at the Pentagon, both boxes were recovered, but the cockpit recorder was so badly damaged, it did not have any usable information whatsoever. Okay. So again, a little bit of uh, weirdness. Um, I should just mention as well, black boxes are bright orange and made of titanium and steel alloy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're yeah. very, very durable. Um, but then there's a little bit here that told me that black boxes can actually only survive up to 2,000 degrees like heat. Okay. Yeah. And velocities of 510 miles per hour. Mm. So I don't know... I'm gonna say I'm not a pilot. I don't yeah, work I don't, on I planes, don't, I don't so know I can't. Aviation industry that well. So, um, so basically, the the black boxes for the Pentagon were unusable, and then the Flight 93 one that crashed into the middle of the field, supposedly, allegedly, were taken for evidence to a location. No one's heard of them since. Right. There's a there's a handful of recordings that you can find online, but I don't know if they're legit or not. I can't see the government releasing no. that for no reason. No, you know what I mean? No, no. So that's it's pretty fuel much... fuel in the fire, isn't it, really? Yeah. So that's all I've got on the black boxes. That is something that is very weird, how they've never been recorded. That, that recovered. is strange, yeah. In the whole, you know, time of having black boxes and planes and stuff, they've always managed to re recover at least one. Yeah. So this is the first instance where none of them have been recovered. So that is a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, this one... It's it's not funny by any means, but it's just a little bit silly. Like so, people were saying that the passports um, were were found at the oh the passports and paperwork survived, but the black boxes didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not true at all. No, 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 Is no. So they 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 have got well, they did have uh, some DNA as as you would do. You would do, yeah. Um, but DNA still to this day is still being used to identify people from nine eleven, right? Um, which is very difficult to do with all of that <laughs> happening. Yeah, of course it is. Um, there's they've still well, they've, I've read that they've managed to get it down to about a thousand people that they still can't identify. But obviously, with everything that happened and families and things, they've yeah. pretty much put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. But officially, there is a thousand people that left that they haven't been able to technically identify from. So they probably have an idea of who they are, but they can't actually pick one from another. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Um, but there were four passports actually recovered from the from the crash. Just right? four. Yeah, okay. and this is why it's a bit silly. So. Two from Flight 93, which didn't even hit the towers. So, no, no, no. Um, so that's kind of understandable. Like, um, well, obviously there was a lot more rubble and damage with the, with the Twin Towers. Yeah, but a, cu a couple of passports might have made it through, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one on the street was badly damaged, um, but that was with the Twin Towers, but it was so badly damaged it wasn't even that identifiable. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like yeah. a tiny bit of card or something in the wreckage. Yeah, again, that could have just fallen from the plane as it hit the building, couldn't it? The amount of destruction that that would have caused. Yeah. And one passport was left behind at Boston. <laughs> so before the plane even yeah, took off. Enough. So that's the passports that people are talking about when they say, oh, they, they found passports in, in the rubble. And No, no, that's... That's not true at all. <laughs> Pretty much everything I mean, was it, it gone. It sounds plausible, though. I mean, I remember, like I say, I remember actually watching it happen and at least the second plane hitting. Mm -hmm. I, the, when I turned on TV, the first plane had already struck the first tower and as I was watching, I can't remember, maybe it was like half an hour later or I can't remember if it was five minutes or half an hour, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I remember seeing that second plane hit the building and it's not like it instantly exploded in a massive fireball of destruction. Mm -hmm. It just hit the building. There's a lot of smoke and dust come out. Yeah. But it's just, that's it. Mm. And the rest of the carnage happened over the next few hours, you know, the buildings falling down, the fire spreading and all that sort of thing. It wasn't just an instant thing, <laughs> yeah. everything's done. You know, so there is time and, you know... Uh, ways that these things could could happen mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean I, I saw one i think it was the jesse ventura like show that i used to watch right and that was all about conspiracy theories and he was he was like oh they they found fingernails and it's like no they, they didn't no. <laughs> so, um moving on from the passports and dna 
Uh, we've got the Bin Laden tapes, which yeah. we briefly spoke about. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to say about this. Uh, Bin Laden has never claimed responsibility for the attacks, even though we said the evidence doesn't look great against him. No, formally. Um, but then why would you send those tapes to America if you weren't um, exactly. claiming responsibility? And he did say this. Uh, I've got a quote here from one of the Bin Laden tapes. He said, America has been hit by God at its most vulnerable point, destroyed, thank God. So he did right. say that in okay. a tape. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. again, the evidence doesn't look great. Considering he's ne not taking responsibility to come out and say that, I think we can all come to the conclusion that he did it. Near or he, yeah. he was the mastermind yeah. uh, behind it. And apart from that, mate, I don't really know what other conspiracies we can debunk. I think we've done the main ones. Yeah. Um, I, it's not appropriate to do the song, but I have got a little bit of pop culture involving three celebrities with Fair nine, with nine okay. eleven. Um, just so we can kind of end the, the podcast on a, a little bit of a lighter note. Yeah. Um, so there was three celebrities that were supposed to be on the planes or in the the trade center mm -hmm. that luckily survived. So the first one was Michael Jackson. Really? He had a meeting at the World Trade Center. I was going to say, I wouldn't imagine he'd have been on one of the planes. No, no. He had a meeting and he overslept with his alarm and didn't end up going. He just cancelled it and said, I'll do it another time. All right. <laughs> so he, he survived because of that. Um, For a while, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, he was scheduled to be on Flight 11, which is the first one. Oh, okay. Um he changed his mind. That was the one that was going to California. So yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, okay. And at the last second, he changed his mind and said, I'll do LA another time. I'm going to go to Toronto instead. So he literally right. just didn't get on the plane, went over and booked another one and went to Toronto instead. Lucky so, guy. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit of controversy with Mike Wahlberg. He has since apologised, but he... I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of, if I was on that plane... I would have, you know, done something. Oh, yeah, yeah and yeah. tried to be like I'd a bit of a hero. hero. Yeah. And I don't think people took that very well. But he has since apologised. So, But, you know, that's just... At the a, end of the day, you don't know how you're going to react until you're actually in that situation. Yeah. You? I mean, he could I have been... everybody would like to think that they would be the hero. Yeah. But until it actually happens... You, yeah. you just don't know, do you? And he could have been angry or in shock because he was supposed to be on that flight. So, yeah. you know, he could have just come out with it. Yeah. Um, slip, this... of, slip of the tongue for Mark there. Yeah. Think. Yeah. So this one I thought was quite the most interesting out of the three. So Seth MacFarlane, creator of Family, Family Guy. Family Guy, yeah? Yeah. He actually missed the, the boarding. So he arrived too late. To the to the plane. The oh, but same... he still want to actually get on it then. Yeah, yeah. So ah. he was the same flight as Mark Wahlberg, the first right. the first plane, and the reason he turned up too late was because he was hungover. <laughs> so yeah, he he'd had a heavy night the night before, turned up to the airport late, and he missed it by ten minutes. Again, lucky, lucky. guy. Yeah, how crazy is that? Wow. Um, so that's all the celebrity kind of thing I've got involved with that. Um, also, actually, no, there's one more. Adam Driver. He, I'm pretty sure he joined the Marines because of 9-11. He yeah. saw what happened when he was a young kid and instantly joined the Marines and wanted to fight for the country and things. So there's a little connection there. Fair enough. Um, but that is pretty much everything I've got apart from the conclusion of 9-11. Okay. Now, the only thing I will say is I think when it comes to trauma... And big events like this, which don't happen often, no. uh, at least for you know uh, the Western side of things, I, th I I believe that conspiracy theories, not all of them, but some of them, might be easier for people than the actual truth that terrorists did do this. Yeah, and, I think you're right. Do you know what I mean? And it, yeah. they feel a bit vulnerable. Like, how dare these people come into the the country and, and do that to, to my soil. And yeah. I think they get very angry and upset. I, so it's easier for them to come out. America being such a big powerhouse with, you know, one of the mm. biggest militaries in the world. I would imagine that a lot of civilians in America would say, you know, mm. it can't happen to us. Yeah. 
Not with our, 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 you know, government knowing about it and just turning a blind eye or whatever, you know, because we're, we're the biggest country in the world. How could that happen, you know? Yeah, I imagine they feel a bit violated as well. Oh, obviously, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, so that's just my take on it. I think like it's some, there is a bit of weirdness there. Don't get me wrong. Some things is coincidence. Can't explain it. But yeah. the actual idea that the whole thing was an inside job. They weren't terrorists or that. I think that is absolutely a load of nonsense. And I think that is just people trying to justify theories because they're not sure of how they feel about themselves. They can't comprehend it that this happened. Yeah. So that's all I will say on the conclusion. Well, my conclusion, it, like your first point was the government declared, claimed they had no prior knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Now, I would say, from my this is my personal opinion now, is that yes, I believe them. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think that the president had any prior knowledge that you know this was going to happen. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have booked a school trip and been reading a book to children at the time of it happening. You know. But the financial aspect of it is very shady. That's the bit, isn't it? And uh, off camera last week, we were discussing the chief firefighter's reaction. Yes. To yeah, yeah. nine eleven happening, and even he claimed uh, that you know some people may have been in the loop. And uh, well, I, d I can't make a direct quote, but to paraphrase, it was like, "How much money would you put on these people's lives?" Mm. And when you're talking hundreds of millions, or what was it, 2.3 trillion? Trillion, yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone said you could have a share of 2.3 trillion, we've just got to let a couple of thousand people die, there's not many people who wouldn't let that happen. Mm. Yeah. It's, Which uh... is, I know it's a horrible claim to make, um, but unfortunately that is true with human nature. Yeah. But now I, I quite... I can happily believe that the higher-ups in the government had no prior knowledge of it, mm -hmm. but it seems almost unbelievable to me that nobody had prior knowledge of it. This is the thing, isn't it? We're, just, we're never going to find Particularly out. Particularly with those financial trades and insurance stuff going mm -hmm. on, I would say it's very likely that at least a handful of people knew about it beforehand, mm -hmm. And they were more interested in their profit margin than they yeah. were in saving lives and averting a disaster, which yeah. is a travesty upon humanity, really. Yeah, and it's insane that someone would do that. Yeah. But like you say, there are greedy people out there. there like we, we see it all the time where someone has a successful business or something, and they probably do do a little bit of charity work, but there is no reason why someone should have 12 Bentleys, eight Ferraris, three oh, exactly, Porsches, yeah. seven houses around the world and all this and keep all I've, of that wealth. I think I've said it before is that, like, billionaire, you don't become a billionaire without having some kind of traits of a psychopath. Yes, yeah, 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 I agree with you there. Do you know, yeah. you've got very little empathy for other people. Mm -hmm. If you can have billions of dollars or pounds or whatever in your bank account or in assets yeah. and watch children starve in Africa mm -hmm. while you eat your caviar and drink champagne, that that's psychopathic behaviour. Yes, yeah. And people with those attributes... They would quite happily, yeah, do this. Yeah. You know? So we're kind of the same on this. Where we, it's it's definitely terrorism. Definitely, we we think that they're yeah. You know, the president... Al Qaeda, I would say, yeah, definitely responsible. Yeah, but there is some weirdness there that is just dark. And... It shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And in my personal opinion, somebody, and I obviously I have no idea who that is, but somebody would have known it was going to happen, and mm. they've let it happen. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. So what are you giving it on the paranormality scale? Well, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure how to scale mm. it. Whether we scale it, do we scale the believability of the conspiracy theory or the theories, or do we scale it just on the, the level of tragedy that it was? 
The thing, the thing is, our our scale. We said going forward, it would be like how much we like it and, in, and enjoy it. And obviously, with it being a tragedy, we're not saying we like or enjoy the oh, tragedy. No, no, God, but no. what we're saying is um, the the actual conspiracy of it, the fact that it's been going twenty plus years, and there's a lot to it. It's a strong theory. It's yeah. a strong theory. We've got our own little theories there. We've got in, information that we can debunk and couldn't debunk. So it's just I was just going to do it on how I feel about the actual just conspiracy of 9-11. And I'm absolutely fascinated with it. Still am after all this research. Yeah. So if it helps you, well, I was... I'll tell you, I'll, I'll go first then because mm. I've just had my little five minutes on like the, the psychopathy of you know the rich people that potentially could have got richer from this. Mm. I believe that is a true thing. I do. I think human nature, humans are sick enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not not rating this that I I like the tragedy I like the disaster but on how uh, believable that I think people could have turned a blind eye mm-hmm. for their own profit for their own benefits where they don't give a hell about anybody else crikey I'd say 9.5 yeah, yeah that's quite high yeah I was gonna I was gonna give it a solid 9 yeah. Yeah, because it's it, like again, it's just the conspiracy of it. It's just so fascinating, and I said to you before, I I done two days of research, and I feel like I could still do more and find out more information. Yeah. And the rabbit hole just keeps going deeper, doesn't it? Yeah, and be- because it's such a unique conspiracy theory, it rates quite high for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm going to give it a nine. So you actually gave it more higher than I did. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's top three biggest conspiracies yeah, ever definitely. of all time. Uh, but that is the two parts of nine eleven. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think. Write into us if you were affected by nine eleven. Uh, if you want to have a say, or uh, if you feel like your voice hasn't been heard since mm. since the tragedy happened, and you want to find a medium where your voice can be heard, you can approach us, and we can see what we can do. Um, if you've got other theories. If you, yeah, if you've got other theories or inside knowledge that we haven't been able to cover here, then please do let us know and maybe we'll just give the, uh, we will we'll revisit this in a, a, a supplementary episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, obviously the email is paranormality.uk at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, or just our email. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us about this, then please do. And until then, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. This has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.